Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee Dan. I put the gun in swinger, baby! <laughs> RadioWhat.com What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do you go? DJLittleRock.com. Let me say that one more time. DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote. And maybe you can have me at your next event. I like to party with the people. Let me entertain you. Make your next thing a big one. (laughs) Speaking of entertaining the people, today on the program, Sabrina Fala. Yes. Who's that? Oh, you don't know? Well, you're going to find out in the next few minutes. So stick around. This week's shows, hey, as we're breaking out of quarantine, I have one public show that I've been doing on the weekly for the past couple of months, and that's at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. The Rab. Yeah, the Rab at at Conway, Arkansas. They got a full bar. The kitchen's open. Pool tables. They got a pool tournament every Friday night. So if you want to make some money on a Friday night while you're waiting to sing a song with me at the Video Dance Party Karaoke Jam, you can do that at the Rab. Now, we are taking precautions. You know, it, it does hold quite a few people, but we're keeping it, you know, the capacity is a little bit lower. Everybody wear a mask as you're walking in, put some hand sanitizer on. If you're interacting with people or walking around the club, uh, I, we encourage you put the mask up and, you know, put it on your face. And then when you're sitting down, having your drinky drinks, and having some food, you can pull the mask down a little bit. Yeah, but when you're interacting with people, hey, put the mask up. We're uh, keeping each other vigilant, keeping each other safe. And making sure that we don't catch this virus that has no cure as of yet. Well, I guess there's there might be some kind of a cure, but it's unsubstantiated as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> if anybody's heard current events, there, there's a cure out there. Maybe. <laughs> it might be a rumor. Okay. But uh, yeah, so that starts at 8 p.m. at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. And we go until about 1 in the AM. So if you're anywhere in the area come on out and play with us yeah it's always a good time it's starting to feel like old times i mean with the mask i get it you know but it's starting to feel like old times we always good people at the rab in conway arkansas all right i think that's enough intro let's get into it with sabrina fala yeah i get to skype her so if you're listening to the uh video video audio only version of this i encourage you to check out the video version Find it on my YouTube, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash keys Dan. Yeah, make it real simple, right? I wish you could just put, well, I guess if you just put keys Dan in there, you're going to find the one that has the radio what label. The other one I use for weddings. So there, there's a wedding and event pictures on that on that one. But the one I, I have that says keys Dan and has the radio what logo sitting next to me, that's all my podcast. And now I'm doing video game streaming. How about that? So. Yeah, you'll find that there. Anyway, let's get into it with Sabrina Fala. <laughs> Skyping Sabrina Fala now. And you're doing 
doing just fine. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of stuff behind you. This is great. It looks like the, the totally 80s. This it, is my my childhood is behind you. It, it's the green days. Oh, and but, 90s yeah. and 90s. Okay. All right. There's all the green day. Now I'm seeing it because that because that looked a little bit like Billy Idol on first glance, but it's oh, not. It's not. It's definitely not. I don't not. have his poster yet, but I <laughs> I don't even think he has a poster, does he? What, Billy Idol? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. 1985 was his year. He was on the cover of the Rolling Stone back then. No, but I mean, like, like I, I haven't seen it. If I, but, but if I see it, I'll get it. Oh, I know I had one <laughs> growing up for sure. <laughs> All right. So, I, well, I guess now that I have you here, finally in my in my presence kind of so to speak uh tell the people a little bit about who you are well i'm sabrina falla i'm i'm from ottawa ontario well yeah i am from ottawa ontario canada <laughs> um i'm a rock singer songwriter guitarist i love to perform it's hard to get me off the stage once i'm on it <laughs> and i'm being played on mainstream radio now i like so, that yeah that is, yeah. man, that's like a goal of uh, an independent artist. You you figure all the people that that have a backing of these big record labels, that's their job is to get you played on mainstream radio, uh, you know, to, to to try to steer you in that direction. The only downside of that is that they will steer you in that direction. They, they will uh, water down your lyrics and your music and conform you to something that's more palatable to more people. Uh, you know, quote unquote, around the world, they they, yeah. uh, they they want to make you into something that could be packaged and sold. And, uh, and and that's something that an independent artist does not want, generally speaking. But I'm putting words in I your am, mouth. I am signed to a label. What? <laughs> independent, independent label distributed with the Archer, with Sony. But yes, I do agree. If you get a major deal, but I think you have to be a very young because I, I don't think at my age they're going to sign me and package me up. I'm already packaged. I'm, I'm already who I am. I'm already on the radio. They can't say I'm changing you now. Right. You've been doing this long enough. Take me. That, that's the thing. I wanted to get to a point where they couldn't do that because I, I, I would never let anybody change me. I've had producers try to make me pop and I'm like, you know what? I don't care if I sound good in pop. I want to be rock. I want to do what I feel like I want to do. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, you do have a sound that's I, all your own. I want attitude when I'm singing, you know, I don't want to sound so soft. <laughs> Absolutely. Sabrina, I mean, and, and you, you've, you've been doing this long enough. I'm guessing you're some kind of a seasoned performer. You've been, uh, I haven't read your bio, so I need you to tell your bio how long have you been doing this? What what got you interested in in music? What I mean, what, what were the what were the seeds that made a Sabrina Fala? Well, I think I was born right into it because as soon as I was I was born, I, I as a baby I would hum tunes, and then in school I would write short poetry and uh, short stories and poetry, and then I I learned the piano, the guitar. I just eased right into it. Um, I. Nobody put it in front of me. I just, I think I was born to be in music. No inspiration from mom, dad, sisters, brothers, cousins, anybody else in the business? What? You're the mm -hmm. only one? The black sheep of the family, so to speak? I'm the only one, yeah. And what, what, what's the family up to? I mean, the mom and dad, what kind of work did they do? What kind of inspiration did they give you? Uh, what what my, life lessons? My dad, 
my dad is an accountant. Okay. And my mom worked for the government. Mm, CIA? Spy? No. I guess uh, <laughs> no. She's, it's Canadian. So, uh, yeah, no. that's the first thing you, you think of, especially when you're a kid growing up and, and uh, the kid in the kid in school next to you says, yeah, my dad works for the government. My mom works for the government. Ooh, a spy? You know, that's the first <laughs> first thing. I know there's so many jobs that you could do. You, you could be anything from uh, from street sweeper to importing uh, and yeah. exporting goods kind of thing. Okay. That's almost like a spy. But, no, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> but that's as much as I know. But no, there's no spies here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. That's what a spy would say. That's exactly what a spy would say. No, uh, Sabrina, I know I'm having fun with you. You you really, really want me to say, fine, they're a spy. There. That's what I wanted the whole time. <laughs> if that's what you want to hear, there you go. So uh, born and raised in Ottawa, Canada. Somewhere in that area. Yes, lived I your whole life here. I w- I've been here my entire life. What's the? I mean, what's I'm, the scene I am like? Pure Canadian. <laughs> pure, pure Canadian. Just pour it out. Open that can. Freshness, Canada. Oh yeah. Oh good. Canada. Canadian are good. Yeah. Through and Canadian through. Beer is good. Yeah. Man, we got a lot of Canadians that travel across the border and and uh, do great jobs here here in in the United States, especially in in theater. I mean, uh, some of the some of my favorite uh, actors are Canadians. I, I'm thinking of Bill Shatner right now, you know. And I, I'm thinking of Rick Moranis. I, I you know, I'm thinking of uh, some of the some of the greats. And and so tell me the the greatest rock inspirations that that came out of Canada or any Ooh. rock inspirations for you, Sabrina. Rock inspirations. Any inspirations I musically? To a lot of U.S. bands, but. Well, I grew up listening to Avril and Simple Plan. Okay. Okay. Avril so, Lavigne, for sure. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, you don't have to make things so complicated. And were you a skater? Did, did you go out with skaters or did you shun the skaters? <laughs> I, I, act, I could snowboard, but I could never uh, skateboard. For some reason, I could never skateboard. Okay. All right. All right. And then Simple Plan. What was their big hit? Oh, my goodness. It just eludes me now. Welcome to my life. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. Or I'm just a kid and life is a night. Or addicted. Or yep, yep. Um, I'm addicted. I do anything. God, the list can go on. <laughs> For sure. So you're a, a child of the '90s. Pretty much all their songs are hits because well, they're they're so good at, at writing that their songs are hits. What year did you graduate high school? Two thousand and nine. Okay, so two thousand nine. I, I I would have expected you were a child of the '90s, having Green Day behind you on the posters. If if you're just listening yes. to the audio version of this, I got into yeah. Green. I. Their American Idiot album that came out in 2004 is the one that got me into the rock. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I got, yeah, Green Day's older, but I heard about them and I'm like, yeah. Well, American Idiot really made them hit it big. I mean, because before that, they American were. American Idiot really did it yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were a three chord band, a regular punk band, uh, just trying to get their, their groove going. But American Idiot had, I mean, just hits that could be. That could be turned. They they kept their their roots for sure. I mean, you know what? There was a, a, a there was something years ago when I first got here to Arkansas. Uh, there's a place called Juanitas, and that's kind of our CBGBs here in Central Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you know, same kind of thing where where bands would come in from all over the world, and and they would come and play. And sometimes they would be anonymous. They'd come and play these little little gigs, you know, for fifty people, a hundred people, nothing nothing major. 
But from I, I never got to see them. But the the rumor the next day was, hey, I think Green Day was at Juanita's last night, and they did a great. Oh, wow. They made a great show, and this is like in two thousand eight. And, you know, so they were they were already huge, huge. But you know, like I like you said, two thousand four uh, was Green the big. They still do the small clubs around. Wow, they still go and they still do it because the performers got to perform. I mean, okay, being the performer that you are, you said you don't want to. Also, yeah. want to be up close to the uh, to the public as well. Like it's nice when they go and do little shows and I, I i don't even think they even charge it sometimes sometimes they just say just come and hear us yeah that's what it felt like that's what it felt like because yeah. juanita is kind of a a bar restaurant type thing it's nothing it's not a huge club but it's it's gotten a reputation uh to where you know bands would just come in sneak in do a show and then sneak on out and you would never know and that, that they were coming. That's how it should be. <laughs> oh my goodness. But you know, you all right, to make some money, you got to to tell people months in advance that, you know, to come to this big show. But then yeah, those little intimate yeah. shows, those could be fun too. Now, Sabrina, you said you play, uh, you know, and sometimes they, they try to take you off the band, uh, off the stage. You know, you'll you'll start singing and get <laughs> get into the groove. Has anybody ever tried to to get that hook? And try to get that hook off the stage. Get get off. Come on. It's time to go. We got Well, the thing was I was performing at the Tulip Ottawa Tulip Festival and normally when you have encores, they let you do the encores. But I didn't know that day I had a a, a set that I had to be off at a certain time. Because normally they tell me. They didn't tell me. So when the people were saying encore, 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 I, I was doing encores and encores and encores. And then I got yelled at. Sabrina, get off. I'm like, but there's an encore. Get off. I'm like, uh. And then I literally told the guy, I'm so sorry, but I'm told to get off. He's like, who cares? I'm like, trust me, I have to get off. It's not my stage right now because it's not my stage. It's just a sharing stage with artists. I couldn't be like telling them, you know, so. Oh, when you're on that stage, it's your stage, Sabrina. No, I, and I, I leave it to the fault no, of the stage I, manager. I, I mean, like, if, if somebody else has to come up next, I, oh, have, yeah. to, I have to respect that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's but beautiful. That's I was beautiful. getting so many encores. That <laughs> well, that's got to feel good. My goodness. I, I mean, know, but I've never been told to get off the stage right <laughs> after I get so many encores. I'm like, I'm sorry. They want more. But it was that the first time that you played in a festival? And what year was that? No. Oh, God. Around 2013, around that time. Somewhere but there. I have been at that festival a few times. But that was the day where I got so many encores. And I'm like, now I'm being pulled up. She literally came up to me and and put like her hand on the mic and, and said, get off. <laughs> I'm like. All right, guys. See you later. <laughs> that's hilarious. Then that's she, a story she was that you laughing too. Yeah, because she. But but then she's like, "I'm serious. Like we have to get the next performer." I'm like, "I'm sorry." That's a story that and you have forever and ever to tell. Off. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait when I have like two hours, three hours of a stage where I don't have to hear anything. I can just do whatever I want when I want. Just enjoy it, you know. Well, that's very telling of who you are, because some performers would get up there, do their 45 minute set and get off, go get their paycheck and then go have some beers. You know, but some performers like yourself, what you just alluded to, you'll want to stay on stage for hours and hours. I I'm with you on that. But when I I, I have never gotten the uh, the uh, ability to play an instrument or sing a song well enough 
to consider myself a live performer. But being the DJ, you know, I I get to play your music and I will play your music this uh, weekend at at the Rab. I'll I'll play your music uh, and people will will ask me, hey, who is that singing? Who's that on the on the video? Because what I'll do is I'll I'll play one of your videos and, and then people will go, who is that on the video? And I'll tell them that's Sabrina Fala. You need to find out more about that. You need to find out more about her. Yeah, follow her on social media and all that. So, you know, I like doing that. I like breaking out new artists. And you're not a new artist. You've been doing it at least since 2009, what you've been alluding to. And 2013, you were at that festival. When did you start playing the music? I mean, because you, all right, when you first uh, started telling the story. Yeah, when you first started telling the story, you, you said you were a baby that learned how to write poetry and and uh, and play piano. But I'm sure you weren't a yeah. baby that whole time. No. When no. did it when did, when did what all start? What I meant was yeah, I know, when I was in up. school, I, I liked to, oh, when I was younger, mm-hmm. I loved to write. I wanted to write a book. I wanted to write little short stories. I just liked to make up stories. And then I said, if, if I can write poetry and short stories, I'm sure I can write a song. But the first song I ever wrote didn't have any music behind it. It was just lyrics. Okay. Right. And then I, I made the music up in my mind, in my oh, head. Okay, I wonder, because yeah. I, because how did you at know, that age, I couldn't play an, an instrument yet. How did you know I it was, was a very, song rather than a poem? How did you know it was a song if you didn't have any because music I was, to it? Because I was singing it. <laughs> now, is this something that eventually got recorded? Or is this something no, that, that you I don't even know where that song is right now. It's somewhere in my pile of lyrics. It's the first song I, I ever wrote. It, it was called Crush. And it, it was about a guy I liked down my street. He isn't here anymore. He's gone. But <laughs> when you're young, you're just writing about how you feel. And yeah, it, 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 it's probably just so childish. That's I don't, I don't even remember what I wrote. Well, that's just it. You write about the experiences you have. And when you're a young girl living in Ottawa, Canada, uh, what can you write about? You know, besides, you know, your mommy and daddy and hey, that cute boy down the street. That's that's the that's the what you write about, the things, you know, in school, math. You know, I, uh, how old were you then? Was that uh, you said 13 or so? When I wrote that song, I was maybe oof. Grade, grade nine, grade, grade nine, nine, grade maybe? nine. So, so or, 13, or 14, 15, grade, somewhere in there. Grade eight. Yeah. Just coming into your own. Cause by, you know, by that time, you know, girls can get boy crazy and gir- boys can get oh girl crazy. For sure. I don't even know how, how many guys I like per day. <laughs> when, when you're young, every, everybody's cute to you. Oh, he's cute. He's cute. He's cute. He's cute. Well, were you into now, the magazine now, as now well? Now it's so different. Now it's like, okay, I'm just living my life, you know? <laughs> like, oh, well, I hope not. I hope still, you know, that uh, uh, people are still attracted to, to each other and love is a thing. You know, I, I noticed that your last, um, one of your last posts on your social media was Topanga and, uh, and oh my God. Oh, uh, yeah. I grew up with Boy Meets Topanga. World. It's, oh, yeah. it's my favorite show in the world. And I just thought those two characters were just so in love. And if that ever was real in real life, it would be romantic. But Boy, Boy Meets World is just, it's about what you go through in life. But it's its not every day you will find somebody like Corey and Topanga t- together from childhood till they grew up and they broke up a lot but they were meant to be in the end so beautiful love that show yeah i, I had to share it because it's so cute 
Oh, for sure. I haven't heard that story, that kind of a love story since, you know, my grandparents, you know, that these are the people, it seems like these days you fall in love with your high school girlfriend or your high school boyfriend. It it, it doesn't last as long as it was, you know, that there's not that, that, Hey, we grew up together. We will die together. And that, that story of Corey and Topanga, even though it's fictional, I, I would hope that there's still that kind of love out there in the I'm world. I'm sure there are, but it's not it's not every day you you're going to find that. But Rare. that story is just so beautiful. See, and that could be an inspiration for a song. The thing about you as opposed to me is that whatever uh whatever experiences you have, whatever uh things uh, they can inspire you to make music and then that inspires other people. Uh, that's a, a a superpower that you have, Sabrina. Uh, that I just don't have. And I'm so happy that, that you have it, you know, and, and, and I'm happy that, that I know you and I get to listen to, to the stuff that you put, put down. And I know uh, you live in the rock genre primarily, you're, you're a rock star, just, you know, wailing and, and, but, you know, and, and, but some of the, some of the stuff is, is a little ballady, but I mean, what, yes, her. Yeah. I mean, where do you feel that you, that you live musically or do you not put yourself in any category? I think I think I am a rock artist at heart, but I'm open to sing a- any style because I, I did do a, a Broadway, a, a community Broadway show, which I was the lead of Hairspray. What? The one with the big hair. Yes. Yeah, I used to. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I can sing Broadway and I, I can sing country and I, I can sing different styles, but I, I like to focus for my music rock but you never know down the road what i do because as an artist i I will grow and whatever i feel like doing next i'm gonna do so are you open to saying yes to things when was this uh when was hairspray that's fantastic i I, I would not have even guessed that you were broadway i was was young okay i I can't remember it was in my teens in in school teens in school time yeah okay and was this the first time that you're performing in front of a lot of people or or had you performed in front of people before that? I have performed in front of people before that. But it was my first time singing Broadway in front of people. OK, so let's go back to the seeds of of Sabrina Falau. Where where was the first time that you performed in front of people? You you learned how to play piano as a child or, you know, in, in school. But wh- when did you feel that you were? good enough or proficient enough that you said, Hey, let me go play in front of some people. Was it a talent show? Was it a bar? I won my first competition when I was 14 singing one day by simple plan. And I'm still happy. I won it because if I didn't go on that stage, I wouldn't be where I am now. I had to face that fear and thank you. Simple plan for helping me because that song made me win. So that was a turning point in your life at 14 years old, getting up on that stage, winning a talent competition. I was very nervous too. And I was told if you don't go on that stage, you're not going to go back on it ever. Who told you that? And my parents. Wow. That is good. See kids, parents, tell your kids. Yes. Inspire your kids. Because if you don't face your fears slowly, of course, Mm. you, you won't go forward easily you're gonna still have your 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 troubles but because i i face every step that i'm trying to do in my career to face the fears of them i keep going forward it, it, it's okay to be scared but you just have to 
move forward to to move forward. Uh, so, uh, who's uh, you had this talent show, and who who was the first person that told you, "Hey, you should try out this talent show"? Uh, what were you doing previous to that? Were you singing to your parents or or your family, your friends? Uh, I was singing to my parents. Very nerve wracking, but I would be singing to my parents. I was actually in a in a vocal school, and they had a a contest and I signed up for it. And actually my parents didn't, didn't know I did somehow they found out. And then I got so nervous. I, I actually cried for an hour before going on stage. And, and I remember telling my dad, I quit. I'm not doing this anymore. And then my dad's like, you're not quitting. You're going up. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just because I was so scared of thinking that, but Oh my God. But I remember it because I, because I said it, you know, oh, yeah. I can still remember things from way back. So, okay. All right. Well, what was your first memory? The first memory that uh, you can think of right now? Uh, I was probably five or six at my babysitter's Colette. That's all I can remember. That's good. And that's a, that's a memory. That's you know, probably it, as far as far. Yeah. It, she was she was babysitting me a lot when I was younger, and, and I remember that. But the thing is, I can't go any further. See, I wonder about that. people's I, memories. I, I have my first memory was three and a half because I remember my brother uh, when he was born. He's three and a half years younger than me, and I remember him coming out of the hospital in my mom's arms. So you you wonder, you know, somewhere around three, Aww. four, five. The, these are the first memories of your life, and you remember being Aww. babysat. I mean, was it, you? Yeah. Do you remember that as a good I'm, experience? Yeah, but yeah. but I'm sure if I if I think more, I'll remember more. But that's the first thing that came to mind. Right. But yeah. See, that's beautiful. See, and, and you have that. You keep that forever. Has that ever inspired you? That first memory. I mean, it might inspire you now. You might write a song about your your babysitter. <laughs> you know, or, or or even just a line. I actually yeah. met her a few years ago, huh. and I'm like. Colette, she's like Sabrina. I'm like I know I'm older. <laughs> she 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 remember she remembered me. I'm like oh my god, I feel old. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no, because I I grew up from the last time she saw me as a baby. Yeah, now I'm older. It's like com- so much different. But but she recognized me. Well, I mean, the people that make me feel a little bit older are the people like you that graduated in 2009. I graduated in 1986. Okay, oh, wow. <laughs> I start to feel a little bit older, but you know, hey, uh, the, with age co- comes wisdom. Then you can you can start to help people up along the way, teach people uh, things, and and that that's my lease in life is to is to promote other people and and bring them up and 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 make sure that that the whole world gets gets a hug and gets their fair share. And Sabrina Fala, yeah. you're you're getting your your fair share right here, and you know, and, but you've already. You've already had some success with your songs, and how could you not? Because you're—I mean, the just how man, I, the, the putting together of music—it just—it's so amazing to me. There has to be a team. It, it can't be all just one person. <laughs> it, it, you know, when so you do you write all of the songs that are on your YouTube? I, I write and I also co-write. Sometimes I bring forward the songs I have already written to improve upon it. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I go in and say, I have a song idea. Let's work on it. Or sometimes they say, I have a song idea. 
Do you want to work on it? And and then I try to make sure it's something I can relate to because I want to sing something that I can really think that, okay, I have gone through it or somebody else has gone through it. If I don't feel like I've gone through it, I can't really sing it. And I also have to... I. I agree with the song too. Like if, if I don't agree with what the song's about, I'm not going to sing it either. Well, that's where the acting comes in, Sabrina. I mean, you can, no, you can pretend I'm, I'm, I am you can, picky. Yeah. But you can, you, you, your empathy, you can feel, Oh, I see where this song is coming from. I, you know, if that happened to me, I could feel that way. And then you could sing that song and put, the right effort. But I haven't it. had that happen yet. <laughs> so people have brought saying, you songs and, and yeah. you, none of us. No, this is no good. No, not for me. Nope. So nobody has ever bought you a song that you said, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Well, my song, everything was written by Chris Burkett who produced it and his daughter also co-wrote it. And he gave it to me because he thought I could sing it. But I, I sang it because I could relate to it as a teenager going through all those peer pressure and teenage anxiety. Of course, I'm going to sing that song. So what kind of a teenager were you? Uh, you, you? You played piano. How did the kids treat you playing piano? What other extracurricular activities were you doing as a, as a young Sabrina Fala? Honestly, every day after school, I would Go downstairs in my basement, sing for six hours, and then watch TV by yourself. And it's world, and then go to bed. Yeah, All I by never yourself. No really friends? went out. I was always writing or practicing music. No friends. I, I I I had friends, but I I I I sacrificed a lot. I had to give up a lot of things to get to where I am right now. Man, so you already knew. And by honestly, that time. Yeah. it's I'm glad I did. Yeah, because it takes a lot of work to get to where you want to be. And sometimes you just have to say, I'm not going to go out tonight. I'm just going to keep writing and get this song done, you know. So the, the you relationship you had, you have to do the relationship you had with Corey and Topanga was not the relationship that you were having in real life. The, the relationship you had no, was, I, was with I, music. I actually never had a Corey. Okay. Actually, if, if I actually met a Corey, I, I would have kept him. <laughs> okay. All right. You had the cute boy you know, next door I, that you that you wrote the little song about. Hey, but then he <laughs> moved away. Hey, boo, gone. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Well, he actually got married. So he, he had a girlfriend. I'm sure he's married now. Well, good for him. He was a bit older than me. Okay. A few years. Yeah. I, I, I liked an, a little older. A guy who was a bit older than me. Well, I tell so. all the kids whenever I'm doing Sweet Sixteen parties or anything, I say, uh, oh, "Okay, stay stay away from the boys. All right, you can you can get married when you're 30. Stay in school. <laughs> 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 you know, try to be the responsible dad. You know, but I know that every once in a while there's going to be that love story, and, and that's going to inspire people. Uh, you know, it's, it's inspired you to write music and to sing and to uh, when you were singing songs by yourself in the basement." By yourself. No, in the basement, uh, what kind of songs were you singing? Was it all rock songs? Was it all pop, oh, Well, uh, when I first started singing, mm -hmm. before I, I, I found my rock sound, I was singing a lot of um, Michelle Branch, Avril Lavigne, Simple Plan, Evanescence, yeah. those kind of bands. And then when Green Day came in, I started singing Bon Jovi, Billy Idol. Yeah. Now, do but, you feel like, did you get any special training uh, singing or was this yes. all self? Oh, okay. So you did have I a teacher. I had to get training 
because I didn't have any. So I had to make sure I didn't hurt myself. Yeah. And I got vocal training for rock. From who? How? Give credit um, where credit is due. Well, Elaine Overholt in Toronto has worked with a lot of famous um, uh, uh, artists. I, just to name one that I can just think is Sean Mendez. Hey, all right. So she worked with them and other ones, but I just can't quite remember. But she's very good. I worked with her. She fixed everything to make sure nothing was hurt. Actually, when I first saw her, mm-hmm. she's like, I'm surprised you didn't damage your voice because you had no vocal training because I knew I had to sing from the diaphragm. I, 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 find I, just, I just knew that already. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you know, singing from a <laughs> diaphragm. You use your stomach to push in to get the voice out. You don't sing from your throat. Wow. And so because you if were- you sing from your throat, you're going to choke and have a lot of sore throat, and then you're going to get nodes in your voice and vocals, and then you won't be able to talk or sing ever again. Wow. <laughs> so that's what I was... Uh, Adele yeah. had it because yeah. she was sing- over-singing, oh. but she was lucky when she got the surgery, she was able to sing again. Rod Stewart had the same thing, but he had to start all over again from the whole from the beginning to learn how to sing again. You just have to be very careful, but it happens. Yeah, there's singers, I I guess Axl Rose and maybe even Steve Perry kind of uh, were the worst for wear when they they lost their voices. Is that, I mean, that might be all uh, fuzzy history for me, but but I know that there there has to have been some singers that- that You just have to know how, how hard to push the voice because when, when their vocals are warmed up very well, it should be no effort to get the voice out. It should be so easy, like a breath, just to slowly come out. If you're pushing hard, even a rasp yeah. should be natural, should not be placed. It should come out when, whenever it wants to come out, so there's no strain in the voice. So just speaking like like we are right now, that should be the same yeah. as singing? Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. It, I, actually, talking and speaking is the same place where where you're singing. That That's why they say, if you have a show, don't talk. Save it for, for the show. I get it. But of course, as an artist, you do interviews and recording and performing and you're always talking but they just say rested in between yeah you don't have a show tonight right no oh, okay. it's a pandemic oh yeah i guess we'll get to current but events actually, later speaking about shows Go ahead. i do virtual shows <gasps> so so uh when a, a radio station or someone is doing a concert online and, and they want to bring other artists in i pre-record a, a performance and send it to them so i've been doing that for a few months now because I really want to go out, but th- this is how everybody's doing it right now online. Yeah, a performer's got to perform. One of the latest things that I've had over the past month or two was Facebook takeovers. Uh, I give uh, <laughs> I give an artist my my editor rights for one of the, for my Radio What Facebook page, and they get a guitar or a piano or a backing vocal and oh, sing yeah. away, put I've themselves seen, out seen, there. I've seen some stations doing that. Even the big mainstream ones are doing that too. I like it. I like it. it. It gets it keeps you in the in the know. I mean, if if we don't tell people 
that we're still doing it, they're going to forget about us. And that's the thing when, you know, that's very true. Oh my goodness. I have to keep on posting. I have to keep on telling people, yeah, I'm still doing the job. I'm still out there. Uh, don't forget that I still do this. And, and I'm sure Sabrina, you, you know, you posting and putting yourself out there and putting your, your, fa- you know, self out on your uh, YouTube and your Facebook and your Twitter. Oh, I, I keep my pages so updated that I never miss anything. If something new comes up, I post it immediately. If something happens that I have to update my bio, I do it immediately. But you because have to do that yourself. Has to be updated. You're doing that yourself. Oh, yeah. See, that's just it. It used to be there was a team. When I first started, all I had to have was my two turntables and a microphone. Now I have to have my lights and my. Po- I have to design the poster and I have to, you know, make sure that the flyers get put out. And I have to make sure, you know, it used to be just that get, one job. I get help from my family. Uh, like I, I write the bio and then, of course, I get my mom to look at it as a second eye to read it, to make, to make sure it flows. I get help. But, yeah, I'm doing all the work myself. Yeah, that's your government, government my, working mom. The beginning. Your government working me. mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, and then, hey, having an accountant as a dad, that had to be amazing. Uh, you know, keeping your books in financial order. Uh, sometimes creators get get ripped off. I, I, I'm learning a lot, but I don't want to be an accountant, even though my dad's like, are you sure you don't want to take, take it up after me? No, I'm not going back to school. I'm not reading 20 books on accounting. The funny thing is I took one accounting uh, course in high school and I pretty much almost failed it by like a smidge my teacher passed me just because she she knew I tried hard mm-hmm. and then my dad saw the book that I had to do in school and then, and then he, he's like what the hell are they teaching you that is not the way accounting because it, it was so like the too much too much like it's hard he just said if, if I just tell you what to do it's easier than taking the, the course like it was too much like work and like so many things I had to learn. And my, my dad said half of this, you don't even need to know. It was too much in it. I think every generation but, has but a problem actually, with math. I, I yeah. sometimes help my, my dad with some data entry and stuff, just to enter stuff. And you know what? I, I learned everything from high school by doing it yeah. than taking the course in high school. It, it's exactly what I, I was learning, but I learned it because I am a visual learner. I need to do it, have it in front of me. Yeah. Just t- telling me to read something and say, what's the definition of this? I I was, oh, I hated practicing and I hated history and oh, memorizing dates and num. Uh, because you were interested in that stuff. You were interested in music. You were interested in maybe the theater a little bit because you did that one show, you know? Yes. I, I, I also took some acting classes when I was very young, like probably nine, ten. Wow. But I, I said, you know what? I don't want to do this. I'm too was nervous. That, was that extracurricular? I can't, I, I can't act on the spot, huh? Was that in addition to school or was that in school? That you had acting outside, class. Outside of school. I was just trying to do activities. Yeah. And then I said, you know what? After that, I tried singing. And then I had to go to different teachers. And then 
actually my grandma is the one that saw Elaine on the TV and said, why don't you contact her? And then Elaine's like, okay, come and see me. And then I saw her and then she's like, okay. Yay, grandma. I'll, 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 wor I'll work with you. See, yeah. it sounds like you had a but very good. She's, but she's a very, um, you got to do the work. You got to do the work. If you don't do the work, you won't get anywhere. And you know what? I like it when people are a bit pushy. Uh huh. Because it actually makes you work harder. If, if the person is easy, it's like, what? Like, I like being, like, I like being busy. I don't like being stressed, stressed, but I don't mind having a little bit of pressure to push me a bit forward, you know? Yeah. I mean, Sabrina, I just, I just, I just love it when I have a lot of work to do because it keeps me motivated. It keeps me going. No, it sounds like you had a good childhood with people that were pushing you in the right direction. But be, now you've given people nuggets of information. If you want to be a rock star, some people say, oh, I want to be a rock star. I want to be an actress. Well, you got to work. You got to get. You got you, you to you gotta go and do it now. Yeah, you got to get to work. Don't, don't, like, like my parents would say to me as when I was a kid. You can't just sit in your room and, and hope somebody knocks on, on your door. You have to go and knock on their door. Because that's what they have the doors. They have the doors with the signs <laughs> up that says, hey, come knock here if you're interested in this kind of work. And you did. You did. You knocked on Elaine's door and she taught you, uh, you know, how to keep your and voice in check. she taught me so much. Good. Like, so you, when you mm -hmm. first went in there, she, she, you know, she was worried about you. Wow. What are you doing? Yeah, but uh, but yeah, she did actually yeah, teach you something. Yeah, because she knew I was singing so much without vocal training. At that time, I didn't even know there was such thing as vocal training. <laughs> I thought I just got up and sang, you know. But now it's like I have to do vocal training. I have to write. I have to learn a guitar. I have to perform. I have to do work. Okay. I but music is my passion. Yes. I don't consider it as a job. I consider it as something I enjoy to, to wake up to every morning. When you're singing. I love, I love what, what I do. When you're it's singing. It's not like somebody has to tell me to do it. I'm going to do it, you know? Now, when you're singing in your basement at 14 years old, are you accompanying yourself or do you have a, a guitar, a piano, any, a harmonica, um, anything? I got my first guitar at 15, 16. So who gave you at that? At that time, I didn't have it yet. Who gave you that? Uh, one of my mom's friends told me, if you want to go out and perform, you can't carry the piano around, learn the guitar. I, I, I borrowed the guitar for less than a week and bought it and got a guitar. And, and ever since then, I couldn't put it down. See, that's another turning point. Yeah. Your mom's the friend. The guitar was more me than the piano. Yeah, your mom's friend changed the course of your life. These are little <laughs> people. These are little, you know, dots that you can connect. And I like to connect them when I'm doing these these uh, podcasts. You mm -hmm. know, we have a little time to talk about where things started. You know, with the, f you know, 14 on that stage the first time, 15, your mom's friend gives you a guitar. Here, check this out. Try it. Now, who gave you some guitar lessons or did you teach yourself? The thing is, I, I, within a year, I took a couple, but I didn't really learn. I mostly taught myself because I played by ear too. It's so easy. You just go online, you see, see guitar chords. 
it's there. Um, I, I learned it very fast. Well, with the piano, you, you were able to read music or this is all by ear as well? Um, <laughs> my piano teacher would say, stop playing by ear. Read the notes, Sabrina. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it, no, but no, but it's funny because I would be playing it by ear. And she could tell. I, I, I knew the song. Yeah. And she could tell because you weren't turning the pages or, or looking up and down the lines. Oh yeah. Oh, but teachers I, know. I, but I can read the the chords. But it's funny that I I I I haven't played piano in a long time because I got carpal tunnel. Oh. But yeah, from playing piano. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, over I I I didn't even know there were exercises you could do to stretch your fingers so they don't hurt. But I learned that late. <laughs> See, anyway, I didn't know that. I didn't know I that till just now. I used to be able to go on the piano and just play a song, but maybe I still can. I just haven't played it in a while. Yeah, I was stretching from one note to the other when I should have jumped and not stretched the fingers, and that's how I got it. So I what exercises myself. can you do to help your fingers or? Or do you do exercises oh, now that you oh, have this? You, you take a softball and, and you squish it. And that's what I do now be, before I play a guitar. I, I do that to stress because I, I didn't know you, you can hurt your fingers from playing so much. Well, now, yeah, I, I, I wondered how that affected your, your guitar playing, Carpal Tunnel. Um, I, for three months, I couldn't play piano, uh, guitar. Oh, how? I, I, I was very, I was so mad. I'm like, you know what? No more piano. I also had a job at some point, too, that I pulled my, my ligament in my neck. And then I told my parents, I'm sorry, I'm not going to work anymore either. That, that, that caused me even longer of no guitar playing. So that, and things started affecting my music. And then my parents said, you know what? Focus on your music. We're not going to force you to get a job. I'm very lucky to be where I am now that I'm actually doing this full time now. I'm that doing me music full time, but my my family has been supportive my entire life. So they never pre they wanted me to get a job because I was very shy, and they wanted me to overcome the looking at the person and talking to someone. But as soon as I started getting injured, they they said no, no more. You have to <laughs> start. You I didn't I, I I was performing every night after my job. Wow. The injury affected that. Wow. Every night. Yeah. So you were gigging yeah. quite steadily. He, I even had days when I had to call and, and tell my boss, I have to go to Toronto. I can't, I can't work today. Oh, okay. All right. So they were, they were very supportive of me and my music. So they were open to that. But as soon as work started affecting me with injuries, um, we are still friends, but they are, they are understood that I can't work somewhere. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't, let's just say the people at work were not very nice to me that day and making me do things I wasn't supposed to. And that caused the injury, but I let go. I forget. I'm not angry, but it, as soon as it affects my music, yeah. I, I'm gone. Well, you can't be care. you can't be angry at them. They, you weren't doing the job exactly the way you should have. That wasn't where your mind was at the time, or even ever. You know, you you weren't wanting to do music, and 
And if uh, uh, yeah, if I, if I, I was wanting to go, to work yeah, anywhere. I, I just wanted to do music. If, yeah. if I was wanting to go DJ and and I had a regular Joe job and I couldn't be at that Joe job, and the guy says, "Hey, you're fired," and I go, "That's fair." You know, I, I understand. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not doing the job that you way, the way you wanted me. But you've took a gamble on yourself. You left all that 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 possible career, those Joe jobs behind. You took a gamble on yourself, and you said, "I'm going to do music full time." And it's worked yes, out. I I took a big step in saying I and I told my parents I'm gonna succeed. Just let me do it my way. Yeah. And I'm glad they did. They, they they didn't interfere and say get a job, get this. I I know I know some parents do that, but they they also wanted me to succeed too. So what's the backup plan? I mean, what what, what were they trying to to get you into? Or if you nothing, did, if you didn't have music. What would you be doing? Ha! I would be a detective. Oh, see, there is another little idea. What what kind of detective work did you did you want to do? I would still love to do it behind the scenes. I love watching those cop shows when they find the the murder and then did they show the evidence and then I'm trying to figure it out while they're figuring it out and I'm like, yeah, I was right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you he get it like in the kill. first in the first fifteen minutes? You know that they. They meet that janitor and the janitor just leaves. You go, hey, I think it was that janitor they met in the first 15 minutes of the show. <laughs> they they trick you. But I but I I watch on YouTube the ones when it says if you can't handle this kind of stuff, don't watch it oh. uh, because it, it's very, very, you know, like it, they show a lot of things that Oof. some people might not handle. But I love it. Oh, my I goodness. Love it. But. I don't know why I, I see things like, like, like um, if, if I see a cop car and an ambulance out in front of somebody's home, I'm always like, I wonder what happened in that house. Do you pull out I your magnifying glass, your magnifying glass, and your Sherlock Holmes hat? And you, hmm, I love I Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> of course you do. My goodness. Why wouldn't you? I mean, uh, yeah. And Benedict <laughs> yeah, Cumberbatch for sure. I wanted to be a detective, but. Um, but I would have to go in school again to do that. But that's just on my side time. When I'm at home, I watch these kind of things and I try to do it my way. And, but I know if I got into that field, it'll be harder than I think because they go through so many stages until they have so much evidence to prove. You can't just have one thing and then prove it's that person. There's so many other things you need to match the evidence. It's, it's crazy, but it's so interesting. Oh, that work is very responsible. My goodness. What, what, if, yeah. you, what if you get the wrong person convicted? What if they, they go they, to jail they, for a long they, they time? Have. What if they die? They, they have. What if they become, oh, you know, oh my goodness, oh, yeah. how bad do you feel? They, they, mm. they uh, kill the wrong per person in the, oh yeah, I'm sure they have done that too. I, I would but, be, I would quit that day. But, There's no way yeah. I would quit that day. There was, oh, I can't believe I, I'm a murderer. I did it. You know, Yeah. Uh, you know, I got that guy convicted and it was my fault. Uh, the, yeah, I, I give it up to those people. And I, hey, if, if it's a job that you ever do, I give it up to you as well. And they're and they're just human like us. They are doing their very best to find. And sometimes they never even find the killer or the per, why why the person died. Like I was watching one on TV where they found the kid, and they were still trying to find the body parts of 
to put together and they still could not figure out. And I forgot what it is that they found eventually that got them to realize it, it was the girl, but it wasn't the body parts. It was something else completely. So that was totally threw you on the wrong direction. That completely threw me because I didn't think of that. Yeah. Amazing. What show, what, what's your, your favorite uh, cop detective show that, that you think is most accurate? I mean, have you ever talked to a detective and said, and they said, Oh, that, that show, that's pretty much on the nose. That's got it. I don't know. I just watch whatever's on really. You, you don't have a favorite? I'm actually crime beats. It's, it's a Canadian. Yeah. Never heard of it. Yeah, are, are, it's a Canadian. They, they talk about the Canadian, uh, murders. And I also like watching stuff about the psychopaths mm-hmm. that, that kill. But the, the, the interesting thing about that is they had a rough childhood that led them to that. Either their family, his parents or, or her parents were so bad to each other, that like made him sick into becoming like that. Most of these people don't wake up into that. It, it, it's the people they were around. So it's, it's sad. But they shouldn't be doing that in the first place anyway. Oh, you're an empathic person. You see what it is on the other side. If somebody's mad one day, you'll go, huh, I wonder why they're mad. It's, it couldn't be something mm. that I did. Well, let me, let me find out what's in their shoes. I, you know, that's, that's very telling of you as well. And, and, you know, yes, people like to watch these gory shows. And I, I'm, I, I partake. I, I watch cop shows. I watch uh, detective uh, shows. I'm a I watch big horror, horror films fan. for sure. That yeah, goes together so with that, rock that, music. That's why I, I can watch these things because of the horror movies as well. It desensitizes you. But, uh, you know, when I, I get entertained by that, I'm not going to go off and do that kind of a thing. You know? That's the thing. And, and, and that's why a, a lot of people say don't let your kids watch certain shows or play certain games because they think it's fake mm. and they might go do it for the fun. And a lot of kids have killed kids just by pretending and it's actually real. So I could see that. Uh, I could see that side of it where I have a younger a lot person of stories and it was a complete like accident. They didn't even know it was going to happen. They said, Oh mom, I thought it was fake. No, you're holding a knife. It's real. So you're talking about this uh, police beats or, or Canadian thing. It kind of, it, it makes me think of Mounties and moose. Every time I think of Canada, you know, it's a, you know, <laughs> hockey, and that kind of a thing. Hockey. I mean, what's what what's the big things for for you uh, for fun for besides getting up on stage and rocking the house? I mean, but what's the fun times in Sabrina Fala's life? Oh, I I okay. Um, I like feeding squirrels. If you follow that's, me online, that's you the see sound that bite for this whole podcast. Squirrels. No, that is the sound bite for this whole podcast. If I took any clip out of this, it's you saying. I like feeding squirrels. That's fantastic. All right. Continue with the squirrel feeding. So um, about four years or so ago, I started putting bread out thinking, what am I going to attract? And then one squirrel came, two squirrels came, and then a lot of squirrels came. Birds came, raccoons came, bunnies came, everything came, cats came, the whole jungle came. Um so now, uh, then a year after that, a black squirrel named Blackie 
came up to me and followed me. That's the only squirrel that actually started following me and took it from my hand. I'm like, this squirrel is not like tame. Like this squirrel was is completely wild and just became a friend. And then the year after that, a gray squirrel came. I called him Grayster. The first day I met him, he jumped on me. I'm like, you're tamed. Somebody, okay. somebody raised you Okay. because you are climbing on me, sitting on me, very, very, very uh, comfortable. But I, I was always worried because people can be mean to, to the squirrels and animals. But story short, 10, 15 squirrels in my yard. I've named them all. They're all cute and they all follow me. Every morning they're sitting in front of my door. Where are my peanuts? <laughs> but the best thing about it is they haven't destroyed the yard or tried to come in, into my house. Um, I, I don't know if I trained them or they're just really nice squirrels because I've heard stories and my squirrels have not done anything to destroy. Like I have gone on trips gone for weeks and they didn't I, I came home and nothing was uh, broken into they didn't try to get into the house for food so many other people feed them too so sabrina, i'm not the only one sabrina Fala, i'm waiting for the song next year it's going to be called gray squirrel and blackie uh you know we're, <laughs> we're, the, we're my best friend i actually want to write a song about squirrels and talk about the how like how how much they entertain like some of the funny things they do oh my god if you go on my on facebook you can see plenty of my videos and, and instagram and twitter oh my god oh yes uh, you know everybody's got to have a hobby a, a point of interest and if you're interested in squirrels that's fantastic i love but nature the thing is it took me about two years uh -huh. till the squirrels started coming up to me yeah, now you're the Snow White. It took me I, a lot I, to be patient, but I, it worked. I heard you talking about all the animals that were coming up. I'm imagining you as Snow White in a forest. I'm oh, actually, oh. yeah, a, a few people have called me Snow White. I'm like, <laughs> I guess I am. That's it. That's your next stage show, uh, Sabrina Fala as Snow White. Snow White. There she yeah. is. Oh, my goodness, with all the jungle friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know I'm having fun with you, and I, oh my goodness, and and I know we veered off music, but that's that's what I like. No, I like to hear. It, it's fine. It's I like fine. to hear about. It, it, it's good. It's good to go back back and forth about things. Yeah. yeah, I like to hear about what people think about certain kinds of things. I mean, you know, all right. I guess as we're we're coming into you know what's going on now in the world, you were gigging nightly, like what four or five nights a week, from what it sounded like when you were doing I, your job. I I. I was performing as much as I could. Wow, what kind of shows? Anywhere I could. What? Yeah, what kind of shows? Was was it just you and the guitar, or with the uh, band? Uh, me and me and my guitar only, or or with a second guitarist. Oh, open mics, charities, bars, festival, any anywhere there's a mic, I was going to. Ah, Sabrina's got to be on stage. And you can't take her off stage. No, I don't care if it's a festival back in 2014. No. You'll have to drag me off like I was. <laughs> it, apparently so. You know, and I, I, like I said, I blame the stage manager for that one. Uh, he should have uh -huh. had more control. Uh, I've been a stage manager by, myself and I know I have to get the bands off or, or I have, I remember one festival I did on the uh, 4th of July and I had my brother as the comedian 
and I had to, he had to get on stage while the different bands were setting up their stuff and he would stall and we would banter back and forth. Uh, you know, I was announcing oh, okay. and he was, you know, doing the comedy and, and we'd be talking back and forth as the, as the roadies were, were setting up the bands behind. But yeah, you going long meant that next band did, couldn't set up their, their equipment. <laughs> so I, I get it. You got to work oh. well with others and you do, you were, I'm sure you work fine with others. Now, have you always worked as a solo, a duo, or have you had full bands? Solo, solo. Always a solo. And your great man, your grandmother was so smart or your mom's friend was so smart saying you can't carry a piano up on stage. Here's a guitar. So smart. That guitar has helped me a lot. Yes. You can busk with that. You can go off on a street corner with a hat and, I, and play I music. Did, I did busking back in the day. And that's something you I, can do. I, I didn't know by busking, you make quite a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, people say, say the people on the corners, you know, the home, there's a big homeless uh, problem here in, in uh, Conway, Arkansas. And I'm sure, you know, all over the world, people, you know, that, oh, that yeah, don't have everywhere. homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, I wonder how much they make on those corners. And if they had a guitar, they could make a whole, a whole lot more. At least you're providing some entertainment. That, you know, something, I made about 50 bucks. Uh, you know, on a day? To, yeah, yeah. That's not bad for but, a kid. But, but I, I moved around in the, in the area. Yeah. Because they let me move around, and yeah. See, 50, you know, the, you, you, fifty bucks a day means that you're going to be able to eat. Very, yeah. and on top of that, they bought my album that, that I had next to me too. So they they tipped me, or they just bought the album instead of tipping it. Did, honestly, it didn't matter. I just wanted to get the exposure, even if they didn't pay me. Um, at that point, I wasn't. Trying, I didn't care about the money. I, I now it's like okay, I need to live. I I would like something, but the way to succeed in this business is doing it for the love. And when it's time to make the money, it will come to you. That is because words of wisdom. You, you can't you can't go into this business thinking you're gonna make money. It doesn't start like that. No, but you said that you you're signed before you were signed. And, you know, how long ago were, were you signed before you were signed? This was when you were doing the busking. But you said you had an album as well. Did you make an album on your own before you were signed? Yeah. Yeah. How many albums did you make and how many songs were on that? album? I have I had I have right now I have I before I was signed, I had two EPs and one single. When I got signed, I put all the songs together with a new song called Everything as a compilation. So who helped you put so, those records together before? And was it all by yourself or you had to have had no, some help? No, my first EP with Stuart Epps in England, worked with Twisted Sister, Oasis, Led Zeppelin. Uh, and that's I'm there sure in, in, in Canada, in Ottawa? Ottawa? No, England. Oh, you in went to England. England. I went to England. See, we, we missed the whole I, part I, of the I story. I went to England. I had my fish and chips and I was jet lagged. Yeah. <laughs> was it just I had fish and chips every night because I had to. Was that I the reason it. to go to England? Was was that it was specifically to put that that album together? I know, I just got the opportunity to go to England to work with Stuart Epps. Wow. How amazing and that, and is that? And that opened a lot of doors for me after working for him. I mean working with him, not working for him. No. Working with him. <laughs> no, I believe that. I I believe that to be yeah. true. I mean, you know, did you do some shows in England as well? 
No. Okay. No, so that was, was to put the album lagged. together. No, I was then, jet lagged. <laughs> okay, put the album together. And how long did that take to put I, the, put it together? Well, I was there for a week. So okay. I got there the next day. I, I did the recording live off the floor. So I sang live with the band as we recorded. Wow. So if you so when you hear that album, it's like that's how I would sound live. So how do they get all the tracks? Do they did they record? Did you, did you sit in separate boxes or was it all in one room? I, we just sat in sat in the same room next to each other and we sang. It was a very secure room, so there were no sounds coming in and out. I don't know how they did it. All I know is they said, "Sing it and play it and go, and we'll lay it down." I'm like. That is some old school recording right there. That stuff that the Beatles and Led Zeppelin and those people back in the 60s, you know, before. It sounds so uh, much better like that. And yeah. with all of my songs I have done and all, all of my albums, they all have been with the band. And it's not it's not track. Like, I don't like to sing line by line. I like singing it all the way through. Yeah. And then they they take the best take or they keep it as is most of the time they keep it as is because you don't want to change too much and then people can tell why is this going off here and you want to yeah most of the time i just say just keep it leave it let let it be raw let it be the way i, I would sound raw don't 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 polish me too much and then i told them don't you put auto-tune in my songs. But they all do, don't <laughs> oh. they? Don't they have to? Isn't that part of uh, the gig? I tell them not to. If they do it, they put it so little, I don't even hear it. Yes, I, I figure by now every song's got auto-tune. They have kind. told me it's the rule in the industry, but yeah. I say if you put it, can you make sure I don't hear it? They say, okay. Yeah. You, and I honestly don't hear it. Because no, that's, they, put a, they put a touch and I'm I, I'm very strict. I said I don't want to sound robotic. Right, okay? you want to sound live on stage. You're making it raw. That that is I'm an a interesting. Rock singer. I don't even think Bon Jovi or Green Day uses uh, auto tune, or if they do, it's very little. Yeah, I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. But uh, you know, but well, but, I, I, well, I don't hear it. I, I don't hear it. Making a record like that must have been amazing. It's that is so old school. You just don't hear about that. You hear about people sing a line, they put it down, they sing a line, they make sure that all the drums are are straight. You know, it, it, you can put them uh, in your auto, in your Pro Tools, or in your Adobe Audition, and make sure that everything is in time. Yeah, I didn't know I was gonna do it that way. Stuart's like, we're doing it live. I'm like. <laughs> sick yeah <laughs> with the band awesome. yeah i mean how, how and the band was somebody a band from england that just like hired guns um, what he did was he took different band members from different rock bands and my drummer on my first album was a metal drummer he was in this hard metal band that's why it sounds like mm. i told him rocket he's like it's not it's not gonna be like a a metal drum sound, but it's going to be heavy. I'm like, you know what? Just hit it. Hard hits. Yeah. And then but, uh, yeah, I, I had some good players on it. Yeah. Oh, wow. What an experience. And so, okay. Then you come back from England after that week, uh, again, jet lagged because you're heading the other way now, uh, but uh, you know, and, and you have this album and who's, 
who's pressing the album or, or is this something that you you put on your own computer? I remember when I was making CDs I, myself. I, I got it packaged. My, my, my mom found the graphic designer and, I, and we took the picture and we packaged it. But I, I went out and I promoted it myself and sold my, my record. I did it the way you would do it. But now it's different. Now everything is on the net. In 2012, I was still selling the records. I don't even was I, I don't even know if the internet was as popular as it is now. Oh, because CD back Baby in was the day, I was always going out and giving people the record. Now, so. next time you do one of these interviews that are video interviews, uh, you know, instead of having a green day back there, you better have like a little picture of your, of your album back there as well. Just do a little self-promotion. I know. Yeah, I should. Eh? <laughs> okay. So the next album uh, that was in, in 2000, what, eight, nine, 2012, 2012. Okay. And, and you have the, this in your pocket. That's got to make you feel good. And people are responding to it. People it was are, my first oh. album I ever released, and um, it opened a lot of doors yes. for me. What kind of doors did it open? And do people want I, you I more? I started sending it to online radio stations and college radio. Yes. I didn't get to mainstream till this year Yes, because I had a, I had a lot to build to get to the mainstream. You can't just make a record and send it to a, a, big, a big station. You need a lot of things in, behind you to prove to them that you've worked. I don't, it's, it's hard to explain. I just don't think I would have gotten my, my song on the big uh, airwaves back oh, then. I think it, it would have been harder. You're teaching people that you have to put in your dues. But if I'd have yeah. known you when I was in, on radio in Miami, uh, down in Florida, and you handed me your record, and I took a listen, I'd have put it right out on the radio, radio waves. No oh, problem. Thank you. In Miami, mm -hmm. no problem. And as it is, I have Radio What sitting there behind me. That's my, my dot com radio station. So I'm, I'm happy to play your song as well. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but uh, 2012, you got this record and you're going, you're gigging every night, wherever, wherever there's a microphone. A lot. And, and people are paying you, people are not paying I you. I was promoting that album like crazy. But you're making a living. <laughs> you're able to keep a roof over your head, uh, you know, food yes. in your belly. I, I, I made money. Yes, that's excellent. But I also had a supportive, supportive parents. Go mom and dad. Good job. And then brothers and sisters, anybody else? Only me. Oh, Steve, they, they put everything into I get, you. Uh, and just because I'm an only child does not mean I get everything that I want. Here's I still rotten. want a dog and I still want a cat and I haven't gotten it yet. Here's spoiled rotten brat. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I love it. No, but I, they <laughs> say you, you have cats coming in the yard, bunnies, raccoons, squirrels, squirrels. and chipmunks. You, you have... Oh, yeah. I have a little uh, Alvin, a chipmunk, that climbs on me and eats from my hand. And You yeah. are Snow White. I actually found Alvin as a baby in my yard, and I picked him up because I'm like, where, where is your mother? And since that day, it followed me around. <laughs> it, 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 it connected. It, it, if you pick up an animal, they, they get used to you. They start following you. So cute. Yeah, it might not <laughs> be. It might not be good for that. All animal. the time, wants to eat the chipmunk. <laughs> I know. I, 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 um, I watch the cat when when the cat comes. I'm like, you're not taking my my chippy. No, you're not. Chippy. That's the I, name. Uh, well, so far I got gray chipmunk, squirrel. Chippy. I got blackie chippy. Okay, I get it. 
<laughs> I have a red squirrel, very feisty, very fast. I call him fluffy. I don't know why, but he looks like a fluffy. He looks has like a, fluffy a fluffy tail. <laughs> that sounds good to me. <laughs> so, I, I I call the squirrel brownie because he had a little, little bit of a brown tail. I'm like, ooh, you're brownie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One had an orange tail. I called him crunchy. <laughs> I I can eat all of them. You Why know? <laughs> not? They sound delicious. You're gonna make a, a Sunday out of these squirrels eventually. My goodness. <laughs> all right, Sabrina. Uh, well, all right, so. You you got the first record. When when did the second record come about? And man, you're just writing the songs. Second, the second, I, w- I was working on my second record, but then I just released the front line that became the single in 2015. Wow, amazing, amazing! And so, and, and you're 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 singing your own original songs whenever you do these open mics, or or are you singing yes. some covers at all? I, I sing both uh-huh. original and cover because. The people don't know my songs 100%. So, well, that's just but it. I'm, I, but I'm sure now they do, hopefully. <laughs> so, um, what, what's your go-to uh, cover songs when, you're, when you start off the show and you're trying to get people to come in? And, hey, you know this one. You know this one. Hey, do you mind if I do my original I song? I sang Avril Lavigne's Nobody's Home a lot, and everybody would sing along. So cause that was her hit, and everybody knew that song. So I try to sing songs that I like and also songs that people can relate and can that, that know, that know the song. I, I also sang uh, Summer of 69 by, uh, Brian, Adams. by Brian Adams or, uh, or Good Riddance by Green Day or In These Arms by Bon Jovi. Uh, but you sing Adele them in your own songs. style. You put your own little twist on it. I put my own uh, twist on it. I don't sing it exactly like the artist. I make it my own because they already have the artist. Always acoustic guitar or electric guitar? Always acoustic. If, if I have a band, I like to play electric. Oh, okay. So how many guitars do you have? Um, two electrics and one acoustic. What kind are they? Um, Gibson, Fender, and Yamaha. So the Gibson and the Fender are the electrics and the Yamaha is the guitar. That's my baby blue guitar. Yeah. Fantastic. Is that the same guitar that you got originally? When I was 15, it's, yeah. It's been with you that whole time. Are there and any- it's been in, in, in one piece, yeah. No I, nicks, I, I take care of my instruments. Nicks, stickers, yeah. any cuts? Uh, has it been On dropped? my electric guitar, not on my acoustic. Wow. Amazing. And she takes care of her stuff, people. She takes care of her stuff. And, and, yeah. and I take care of myself, too. <laughs> Sentimental. And that's great. How do you take care of yourself? What's your, what's your regimen to, to keep yourself uh, in shape? Keeping myself positive and happy and the first thing I do in the morning when I get up is I go feed my squirrels. And when I see them, it makes me happy right. because they, they, they chirp all the time. And I'm like chirping back at them and I'm, they're chirping at me and I'm laughing. And they're, and they're, it's amazing how close they come and they're not afraid. They just want the food. I, I've had them come after me when I have no food oh. because they know I, I'm the one that feeds them. It's so cute. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have food, little one, and I'm going to go get it. Watch out. They <laughs> might bite the hand that feeds them. Uh-oh. <laughs> no. Actually, they the chipmunk bit me a few times, but not the squirrel. Actually, it doesn't hurt as much as you think 
It's just they missed the peanut. I, I'm giving them the peanut. And what happened with the chipmunk? As I was giving them the peanut, the chipmunk used his little little fingers and knocked the peanut out of my hand by accident oh. and bit my finger. And I literally went, <laughs> "Get off of me!" Chipmunk bit my <laughs> finger. That 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 one hurt because he literally really bit it. But I I, I actually caught it on video. Yeah, you call that, that one, one Charlie. Charlie bit my finger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, as we're breaking out of quarantine and as I'm winding down this podcast, you know, it, it, are you able to play out at all? You said you've been doing some online shows. Were you playing? I'm doing online. And um, my label told me even if there are places open for performances, don't go, please. Yeah, I, I, stay stay safe at least till next year till things are much better. They want me to be safe right now. They're even afraid of me going out. They don't want they don't they they don't want their artists to get sick. Everybody's scared for everybody right now. Yeah, we stay vigilant. But, uh, yeah, but he said stay safe because when things start to open, you you don't want to be sick. Absolutely. And uh, but uh, I I do go out. But I'm glad I've been invited to do some of these virtual concerts because it's fun. Yeah, the few places that I've gone are very big, holds 300 people, and they'll keep it at 60. You know, they'll yes. very, you know, very small. Distance, and and yeah. I know that they're doing drive-ins now and and uh, you know backyard parties. So I'm pretty, I feel pretty comfortable with those. But but the ones that are indoors where you're all tight, yeah, maybe it, not. It 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 it's uh, it's iffy. Yeah. You have to be careful. Yeah, stay vigilant. All right. So as we're breaking out, uh, you know, once this all is over and it will pass, people, it will pass. You know, as w what's on the horizon for Sabrina Fala? I am writing new music. Can't get into the studio till most likely next year. And I have I have a lot of ideas, so I haven't figured out the theme exactly. But I normally go with wh whatever I write, I write and, and I go with that. I don't normally plan everything. I just let it come out because it, it's, I feel like when things come naturally, it's better than, but if I, but if I am in a songwriting session with someone and then I have to get songs written, that's different. Yeah. But if I'm doing it myself, I'm going to let it come more naturally. Well, I mean, uh, and, uh, so how do people find find out about you? You you have a perfect name, Sabrina Fala. It's very unusual. It's very unique. And it's my actual name. Yeah. Some people ask me if I made it for my business. No, I was born with this name. So And it's yeah, perfect because and, if you uh, Google it. I didn't have to change it. My label said, we like your name. We're going to keep it. Yeah. You know, it sounds like a song. Yeah, and if you Google it, you're going to find <laughs> most of people say Sabrina Fala, la, 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 la. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I didn't want to do it. I'm glad you did it. Oh my! People make my last name a song. It is a song all the time. No, that's fantastic. And if you look up Sabrina Fala, you're gonna find it everywhere. You find y'all. Your links are out there. But what are the yeah, main? Yeah, just uh, just like uh, my website is sabrinafala.com. F A L L A H. But if you just Google. All my social media outlets are there. I'm on everything. I'll make sure I put it in the so in the show notes. Well, I mean, if there's no other 
Are there other avenues that you want to explore? We could finish this thing off. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I usually finish these things off with last words for the people. This could be words to live by, words of advice that you you heard way back when, or just words that pop into your head at this moment in time. Sabrina Fala, last words for the people. When you want to do something in life, just do it. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do it or maybe you can do it or if it's impossible because impossible means it's possible. So it's going to be hard. You're going to fall. You're going to have to hit the walls and stuff, but you can succeed. You just have to go for, for that goal and make it happen and never give up. There you have it, party people. Sabrina Fala. Sabrina Fala. I think I must have pronounced it about 12 different ways during this podcast. I mean, it's either Fala or Fala, you know, just a, which emphasis on the which syllable. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, I liked it at the end when she, she sang her own name. Some people say Sabrina Fala, la, 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 la. That's fantastic. I know I was thinking it, and you were probably thinking it too, but if it's a way that you can remember her name, do it. Fine. Sing it. <laughs> and make sure that you follow her on social media and find her website. It's all in the show notes. But if you're not looking at the show notes right now, you can uh, look up her name, Sabrina, common spelling, F-A-L-L-A-H. Look it up. Google it. Do it. Find out more about this lovely lady who's singing songs, getting inspired uh, in all kinds of different ways. Yeah. Squirrels. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> she said, I feed squirrels. <laughs> I just had to laugh. All right. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. If you would like to tell your story, yes, I'm talking to you, you, the listener, my loyal listener, my loyal viewer. If you would like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, radiowhat.com. DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keys dan.com thank you for listening radio what the music you want with some words to live by however good or bad a situation is it will change a public service message from radio what.com the music you want Tweet, tweet, yo. Follow Radio What on Twitter at Radio What Twit. Tweet, tweet, yo.